All right, Nico, can you say welcome to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies? It's a happy episode. Um, happy babies. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren, your host, and if you've been listening for a while, you know this, but if you're brand new to the podcast, this podcast is all about giving you empowering information to have a healthy pregnancy, as natural as possible childbirth, postpartum recovery, and even information about parenting, those newborns, the toddlers, and on up. And I've been doing this for over two and a half years, giving over 100 episodes so far on this type of information, but I wanted to tell you that I'm going to be launching another podcast called The Dadhood Journey, solely focusing on the dads, looking over the library of information in this podcast of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. There's tons of information, but I really don't feel I've served the dads as well as I could. And I've been getting a lot of feedback about um, creating more information around that. So at the time of this recording, the podcast is not yet out, but probably by the time you're listening to it will be. It's going to be called The Dadhood Journey, and you can get information about it if you go to my website, which is drjwarren.com slash dadhood, D-A-D-H-O-O-D, and it's going to be a different format. It's going to be um, me doing monologues, talking about just different dadhood experiences, not necessarily mean that I have it all figured out because I do not by any means. But I have a four-year-old. I've been experiencing a lot as a dad in those four years, obviously. And I also hear a lot in my office as far as the new families that I take care of here, as well as doing this podcast. So I want to share that information so these dads can be as engaged as the moms are large part of my listenership is uh, women. And if you can pass on that information to your guy so they can get support as well and information, hopefully they're listening to these episodes and I think they can get a lot out of it as well. But this one will definitely be dad specific. I'm really excited about it and I'm putting things together as we speak to be able to launch on Father's Day. Uh, which is June 17th, 2018. So I'm really excited about that. Again, you can learn more about it and sign up for updates about it at the da- or drjwarren.com, dadhood. So with that, now I'm going to switch over to the topic um, and the guest that we have today, which is Bryn Holtpalmer. She is the host of the Birth Hour podcast. It's a podcast I've been recommending for a long, long time. Um, she has women coming onto her podcast, sharing their birth stories, and there's so much to learn from all of that. And she's going to share much, much more about what her podcast includes and, and, and the value that it provides. So before I switch over to my conversation with Bryn, let me take a short message and we'll come right back. Hi, it's Dr. J, and I am so excited to announce to you that my new online program is now available. It's called Connecting with Baby During Pregnancy, and what it's going to do is going to teach you methods proven by the latest research in pre- and perinatal psychology and epigenetics that are going to allow you to have not only a calmer and more relaxed pregnancy and to have a gentler, more natural birth, but 
on the other side of things, you're going to feel more confident as a mom and you're going to be able to soothe your baby that much easier because when you're able to bond with baby and connect right now during your pregnancy, it's only going to translate on the other side to just being that much more connected and be able to have them calm and soothe. It's a really important thing. So head on over to drj.warren.com slash CWB. That's connecting with baby and you can learn all about it. All right, my guest today is Bryn Holmpalmer. She's the mother of two young children, plus she has a third on the way, congratulations. And she lives in Austin, Texas, where she hosts a birth stories podcast called The Birth Hour. Her mission with The Birth Hour is to encourage women to be informed about pregnancy and childbirth and know their options while creating a community for moms to support one another through pregnancy and motherhood. Her podcast has grown rapidly since its launch in 2015 with over 4 million downloads so far, and she has a really strong, supportive Instagram community as well. So let me switch on over to my conversation with Bryn right now. Hello, Bryn. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. No, I'm really happy to have you here because like we were saying before we recorded, I've been uh, recommending your podcast for years for women here to listen to the birth hour. That's your name of your podcast. We're going to be talking a lot about that to just get more information, but also just to hear the stories because that's so, so important. That's what we're going to be talking about. So it's, it's really nice to talk to you in person after so many years of like seeing you in the feed and, um, listening to your podcast itself. Yeah, I feel like our podcasts are often neighbors in uh, Apple Podcasts, so yeah. it's fun to be here. And I think I think we kind of launched at the same time. It was back yeah. in August of 2015. Yeah, it was September. Birth. September, yeah. Yep. And I remember back then in Apple and iTunes, new and noteworthy was a thing, you know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> getting up into that list there, I remember seeing your podcast. So yeah. it's uh, it's nice to finally meet after a couple of years. I love talking with fellow podcasters. So this is going to be great. Me too. Yeah. So you, uh, obviously like your podcast, the birth hour, it's all about birth stories and you have women coming on telling stories and all kinds of things, whether it's home birth or hospital, um, all kinds of different situations. But in your, um, in your own story, it was really becoming a mama yourself that got this whole started. Is that right? Yeah. When I was pregnant with my oldest, I was just obsessed with reading birth stories and watching YouTube videos and stuff like that. But I think it was when um, birth stories were really becoming a thing that people were putting out on the internet more, like bloggers were writing them and stuff like that. And so I would just read them like crazy, especially home births, because that's what I was planning. And I didn't know anyone personally in my life that had had one. So Mm. it was a good way to just kind of see how it had gone for other people. And once I discovered podcasts, it just made sense to me. I had one of those light bulb moments where I was like, Mm. oh, I could listen to birth stories. And that would be so much better than staring at my computer screen, you know, into the wee hours of the night, (laughs) reading as many as possible. And did you, so when you were pregnant, did you find yourself gravitating towards listening to stories more than like the typical birth education stuff? Or were you doing both? Well, I was I was doing both. I was one of those researching before I was even pregnant people going uh, to the public library and the, going to that section and checking out every book I could. And um, and then I had a childbirth education course through my midwife and stuff like that. So I was doing other things. But I would say the 
the more fun, obsessive side of me was doing the birth stories. <laughs> nice. How old is your oldest? She's about six and a half. Six and a half. And you have a four-year-old too? Mm-hmm. And were they both home births? They were. Very, Very different nice. births, but both at home. Really? And mm-hmm. was it the was it the, the second birth and the difference in the stories that prompted you to the podcast? Or was it... Or was the first one you started rolling with it? I think it was just after the second that I had more headspace to start a project like this. They were <laughs> right. really unexpectedly close together, about 19 months apart. Mm-hmm. So I really had two babies for a little bit there and um, didn't have any more bandwidth for anything else. So I think it was more just a timing and logistics thing that I waited until after my son was born. Right. Well, as everyone listening, knowing uh, the demands of being a parent, you know right. how that can go. So uh, starting a podcast, is not exactly something you do when you're uh, sleep deprived and <laughs> dealing with a toddler. Might be an the... interesting podcast, but yeah, yeah exactly. I wasn't what I needed to do. <laughs> like, wow, it was a two hour episode, but about an hour of it was silence with a little bit of snoring. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how do you go about bringing all of these uh, amazing stories on? Like, where do you find the people that uh, share? Well, they, a lot of them come to me at this point. We have a very long um, wait list of submissions. I have a form on my website people can fill out um, that are interested in coming on. So that's how we do it now for the most part. And then I have people reach out, you know, with a recommendation of a really unique story that they heard. And um, sometimes we go about it that way. But for the most part, people are submitting their stories. And in the very beginning, it was more of me just kind of putting out the word in, you know, birth Facebook groups and things like that, that mm-hmm. I was starting a podcast and getting a really enthusiastic response right away, which was actually really encouraging to go for it with the podcast in general. Right. And so now like looking at, you know, just the, I mean, you have over in 260 episodes at the time that we're recording this and all kinds of different topics from adoptions, birth centers, cesarean breach, home birth, you know, all kinds of different stories. But what would you say, hopefully this isn't too tough of a question, but what would you say is like the commonality between all of the stories? Like in listening to over 260 hours of birth stories, what do you find as like a common theme with all of these? I would say, I mean, the commonality is that they're all different, <laughs> even if, you know, it's the same mom who had a, you know, two hospital births, there's something about them that makes them different. And so, you know, a lot of moms will say, oh, I wouldn't share mine. My story's boring. I'm like, there's no boring mm. birth story. They're all different. Um, there's something to be learned from all of them. So that's one big thing. And then the other thing that I probably wouldn't have thought about if I hadn't received this message so many times, but people always reach out to me saying that they love listening to the stories because even when it's not necessarily the birth that the mom was hoping for, or even, you know, go so far as to say it was a traumatic birth, there's always something that she kind of takes away from it that she shares because I don't necessarily interview people right after their birth. They often have had time to process it. And so there's a little bit more perspective. And I think listeners can kind of hear that even when things go really unexpectedly, you're going to be okay, you know, and there's ways to get help if you're not feeling okay about it. And so that's something that's been really powerful that I wasn't expecting. Hmm. 
Because I can, I can only imagine if if you're pregnant, listening to all these different stories, it it one it could be overwhelming. Of like, wow, it could go any way possible, you know. Right. Especially with all the birth education classes about like, right, let's have a birth plan and envision how you want to go, and that is very empowering. But I do see a lot of women postpartum really shell shocked around how it went, and I think. In general, we talk about story as being a way of, as you said, processing it um, so that you can get the gifts and the lessons and just this is my experience rather than it being a trauma. It can be something that the store creating the story around it can be healing. And is that something that you find like even just with interviewing women as they're telling the story, there's another level of processing that happens? I think so. Yeah, it definitely depends on the woman and the story. But often, you know, there's tears in a lot of the stories. I cry on the other mm-hmm. side of the mic mm-hmm. in most episodes at some point. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get messages from women after they record, you know, saying, wow, that was the first time I'd really said it all out loud. And um, or once their recording goes live, they talk about how sharing it with their family helped the, like open their eyes to mm-hmm. why they really wanted a VBAC for their second baby because they finally heard their perspective on how the cesarean felt um, is just one example. Uh, So yeah, that's been pretty, pretty neat as well. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, about a way of a means of the, the guest uh, who you're interviewing, like sharing it with their circles for them to understand. Cause often you can't go into the same detail around the birth, um, with everyone each and every time. Um, and then it can right. make the whole family, um, part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Do you find, um, have you had couples on, um, sharing the story or is it always the moms sharing the story? Yeah, it's mostly the moms. Um, my husband and I recorded one and people love that episode and yeah. I get requests often to have both on. But um, I just find that logistically and audio quality and all of that, it's so much easier to just have one guest. So yes. for right now, we we just do the moms. And then my, I have a Patreon group as well, which is my listener supporters. And in there we do some bonus dad episodes and my husband does the interviewing. So that's kind that of fun. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. So the dads get to share their stories. That was what I was going to ask next. Yeah, share their perspective, which is often very different. We've had a couple, um, him interview a couple of dads whose um, wives have been on The Birth Hour, the main Mm. podcast, and you can kind of hear both perspectives. It's interesting. And are they sometimes very different stories? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I mean, perspective is everything, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I find... I mean, I'm starting to do a lot more work with dads as well, supporting them as new dads. Um, and having the story of the couple together, I think, is is important so that both are understood, the different stresses, the different joys, um, so that especially in the postpartum period, everybody's asking, so how's the birth? How did it go? And you can see sometimes with like the mom telling the story and the dad interjecting a, a detail that was important to him, but not necessarily to her. And there's a little uh, disconnect, but I think telling the story together can be really a really um, healing aspect for the whole family. Yeah, I agree. I think it, you run into the same thing with just other relatives that were in the room or even the doula recounting, you know, their perspective of the birth. And the mom is kind of like, what? <laughs> you know, because you're often in a totally different headspace when you're the one giving birth. Right. Well, and do you have, do you have birth providers coming on as well or is it all mamas? 
We've had a few, but it's typically in the um, format of them sharing their birth stories at mm-hmm. first and then talking, you know, a little bit about their perspective um, as a care provider. So, oh, so we've done that a little bit. They're talking about their own birth and they also happen to be a birth Right. Yeah. So the birth hour, I pretty much and I get requests all the time from people, you know, that came out with a book or something like that. And they want to come on the podcast and talk about it. And I'm like, well, if they want to share their birth story, it's a birth story podcast. So I know there's so many great podcasts like yours out there doing more topic based stuff. So I really stick to the birth stories. Smart, smart. Yeah, it's definitely um, a nice place to go to of like when you're in that stories mode for a a mama to listen to that rather than trying to, you know, filter through a a podcast scroll of the story part rather than the info part. Um, And in general, like we at the Capuano Center here, the the prenatal classes we teach, like we want story to be a big part of the education um, simply for the same thing that you just you just mentioned in that no matter how the birth goes there, it's part of your experience and there can be a, a healing afterwards rather than coming from a fear-based place of like, don't ever listen to any story that's bad as far as a birth is concerned. Um, cause mm-hmm. it'll put it in your mind and, you know, and plant the seed and then it can happen that way. I'm just much more of a proponent of being informed and hearing all sorts of things. Um, did you find yourself when you were first starting the show that you wanted to bring on kind of, I want to say only positive, <laughs> um, birth stories, or were you very open to like, Hey, this is birth. This is how it goes down. Sometimes let's share the whole thing. Yeah, I've been very open from the beginning um, because, like you said, I want the full picture and I wanted every woman to feel welcome to share her story on the podcast, whether it was like this beautiful, you know, ooh-la-la moment. I don't know how to describe what some of them. We've had some like orgasmic birth and things like that that is not going to be the typical experience. Um, So I wanted to have a wide variety. And I think it really just depends on the listener of what you're up for. Um, and the descriptions of my episodes are, are typically pretty telling yes. of what it's going to be about. So if you feel like you're going to be triggered around a certain type of birth, you can just skip those episodes. Um, but I often get messages from moms who say, oh, I listened to like every water birth and birth center story because that's what I was planning. And then I transferred to the hospital, ended up with a cesarean. And now I'm going back and listening to all those stories. But I wish I had listened to them in the beginning so mm. that I could have been more prepared for what was happening. And I think, again, that just depends on the person, whether you want that kind of preparation or you don't want that in your headspace at all. But I think for me personally, having had two home births, I took the class through my midwife and was prepared for a home birth. But if I had transferred, I would have been just a deer in headlights. I was not prepared for that at all. So I really appreciate that perspective and um, have heard that a lot from a lot of moms. And um, the ones that did listen to them all feel more empowered when things go unexpectedly, which you and I both know with birth happens quite frequently. It does. I mean, there's always, we always want to put as much energy towards plan A, but you know, B, C, D, E, and <laughs> those plans show up all the time. Um, I, you know, in, in that comment you just made, there was an episode that I did around unassisted birth and it was definitely on the other end of the spectrum for a lot of the listeners there, but I got a lot of comments of like, you know, I would, I'm not 
I don't feel confident enough to do an unassisted birth at home, but the perspective was, it was empowering because she was so rooted in that, that the hospital birth seemed that much more easy. Um, so I, again, just like you, like encourage women to get the whole picture of things rather than kind of tunnel vision. But I can understand in, in a first birth that, you know, you, you're solely focused like, all right, I'm doing a home birth, water birth. That's what I want to be get educated for. And there's value in that. Um, but I, the, the spectrum that you cover is really broad. So it's, it's a great, great resource for people. Yeah. And there's always someone out there that, you know, will message me and say, I hadn't met a single other person who went through X, Y, Z and hearing from this mom made such a difference to me. And it's often something I didn't even know was a thing either, you know, Mm. Um, because there's so many different outcomes out there that we don't hear about because it's not like, you know, dinner table conversation, but um, it's great for women to be able to connect uh, on that level as well, I think. Right. And you had said too, like with you doing home births for your sons or, or for your kids, uh, that you, you didn't really know anybody that had done home births. So like you had to really find resources um, to support you in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know when we, had, as a chiropractor, like home birth is very common. It's something that a, a lot, of, I was indoctrinated into that. And I really wanted that for my kid. Whenever my kid came around, um, I had my child many years after chiropractic school, but I also understood it was up to mom, whoever that ended up being. And thankfully she was on board with doing the home birth and it went fantastically, but it is something that's outside of the comfort zone for a lot of people. Um, but having any woman and every woman supported and what they want to do with by their provider and by the circle around them is so key. And education is really important to that to know like what you want to have for your birth. So I think your podcast definitely is a, a resource for that to hear all kinds of different stories to root them in the avenue that they want. And that kind of brings up your new um, program that I wanted to mention because you've just launched a um, educational um, program. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners about that too. Yeah. So we just launched a childbirth education that's all online. It's called the Know Your Options Childbirth Course because that's kind of been the goal with the birth hour from the beginning was we really just want women to learn what their options are from hearing these stories and then make the decision that's right for them and feel supported and empowered in that decision. And I would constantly get emails and comments and things like that from people saying, oh, I love this episode. Do you have any specific advice about, you know, X, Y, Z? And I am just a a mom who loves birth. I don't have any (laughs) kind of certification or anything to be um, teaching childbirth education or certainly giving advice. And so um, it was always something in the back of my mind of I really would love to add this element to the birth hour of childbirth education. And I connected with a childbirth educator based in Austin who's also a doula that's been to, you know, hundreds of births and, um, a lactation consultant. And so she's super, um, well educated on everything and certified. And then she's also just got a lot of hands-on experience. And I attended her course in person course and was just blown away by the evidence-based nature of it and the all-inclusive 
the nature of it, so much of what you see out there is really focused on one type of birth, um, typically like natural birth or the Bradley method is pretty specific. Um, hypnobirthing, like very specific ways to go. And as we talked about before, things don't always go the way that you think. So you mm-hmm. may be really into those hypnobirthing tracks during labor and then in birth it's just not working and you want to have more information and more education. And so um, I was just so impressed with her content that I was like, we got to get this out there to, to more than just the local Austin mamas. So we made this online um, course that's one that you can take at your own pace and you get lifetime access to. So we have moms signed up who are still in the like trying to conceive phase. They just really wanted to get on board with it. Yeah. So kind of like me where I was reading all the books before I got pregnant. Um, And then it also, when you sign up, you get access to a private community online, a Facebook group where um, I'm in there. And then Stephanie, who's our educator, is in there answering really specific questions. And that's lifetime access as well. So we have moms coming on postpartum and asking about breastfeeding and things like that. And it's just a really great community. So it's been fun. It's been, I guess we're coming up on a year. It launched in October of uh, 2017. Oh, great. Yeah. And I've, I haven't checked out the full course, but the, the intro video series um, I watched and looked through and it's just an excellent thing. I'll make sure there's a link there for you listeners to look at that as well. And again, like having this I don't, I can't endorse the program necessarily because I haven't seen it, but having information online is sometimes like the best option for people that can't go to classes. So, um, you know, knowing you've over the years, like through the podcast and the high quality stuff you've done before, I definitely would recommend people to check it out. Yeah. The online format has been really popular with a lot of the the dads and partners as well, because sometimes, right? you know, as moms, we're really, you know, into reading all the books and they're really targeted for the moms. There's very few books out there that are, you know, good for dads. My husband was always kind of offended by them because they were like the caveman's <laughs> guide to pregnancy. And he's like, really, do I have to be a caveman to yes, learn about this? But I, um, that was the, I felt the same way. Yeah. And so Stephanie's in-person classes were always for the couples. Um, And so we really set up the online course to be for that as well. And the ability to take it from your couch at your own pace versus sitting in a a room, you know, with a bunch of couples you've never met where you don't feel comfortable asking questions um, has been really popular with uh, the partners as well. And those guys are in the Facebook group, too. So they can kind of be flies on the wall with the questions being asked or jump in and ask their own questions too. Good, good. Yeah. The dads we work with here too, like want to be engaged. They just don't necessarily know how to. So sometimes a way of, I don't know, anonymously, or as you said, flies on a wall, like checking things out, like gives them permission, right. To jump in and then get really educated and engaged and empowered to be just really great dads. So I appreciate that, that you're doing that for them. Yeah. So, um, for our listeners, where can people find you, learn more about everything? Where can, uh, where can they get that info? So the best place to go is probably just the birthhour.com. And if you're interested in the courses, there's a tab there that says courses that will um, take you to the right place. Um, and then Instagram is our most popular social media outlet because we share all kinds of beautiful birth and postpartum and breastfeeding images that are so great to see. And that's just at um, the birth hour as well. So pretty easy to find. Yeah. And then the podcast, you know, just search at any podcast app for the birth hour. Sure. And uh, links to all of those things I'll make sure in the show notes. So 
if you're listening, you can just tap on onto it and uh, get involved with what uh, Bryn's putting together. Well, Bryn, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure just meeting you and being in person. And I appreciate all the work that you're doing because I know it's making a big, big difference. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Dr. J again, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's something I really enjoy doing, and I, as a parent, learn a ton from these experts coming on and sharing their wisdom, so I hope you're getting a lot out of it, too. And I want to share something else with you. I've created a guide called The 40 Ways to Connect with Your Baby During Pregnancy. It's full of simple things you can do on a day-to-day basis that will help strengthen that bond that you have with your baby. It's a free download. You can go to my website at drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and just enter your email. I'll send it right to you. You can download it and start working on it right away. All of the research that I'm learning in the fields of epigenetics and attachment parenting is showing that the more bonded you are during your pregnancy with your baby, the better the birth is going to go and the better parenting is going to go because you have that strong foundation, a strong connection to build upon. So go again to my website. It's drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and get that free guide. And again, thanks for listening.